We're going to get right in the word. We're going to go to John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. And I'm not going to be before you alone because I'm not really a long-winded kind of preacher. But I think I have something to share with us tonight. John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Should be up on the screen if you have your Bibles. Turn to the page and use your sword. And the word reads, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down, and he taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto him, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Pastor, if you would pray for us tonight. Jesus' name, you may be seated. I'd like to preach this thought tonight. I've got to deal with this before I deal with that. I've got to deal with this before I deal with that. Let's go back to the scripture. We find that Jesus was uh, on Mount Olive, the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. Now, Jesus is in the temple teaching the people, just the the regular folk, the regular folk that wanted to hear the divine word of God. Jesus is in the temple and he's teaching them. And while he's teaching the people, look who shows up. The Bible says in the Pharisees, excuse me, in the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him A woman taken in adultery. Now, can you imagine if the man of God is in the house of God preaching to us and somebody who is supposed to be religious, who is supposed to be a teacher, comes running in the house during the service and brings somebody in the middle of the service and say, look, pastor, we caught her doing this. 
It is your responsibility, pastor, to deal with it. So you got to picture the situation that Jesus now is in the temple teaching. And the people that are hungry for the word of God, desiring to hear the word, that's what they want to hear. But the Pharisees and the scribes, now the scribes are those that wrote the law, that studied the law, that knew the law from A to B to Z to T. And the Pharisees are a sect that thought they were so good that they followed the law to the T. Now here we are, we got the, the scribes who's writing the law, and we've got the Pharisees who say they follow the law to the T, busting in the temple trying to tell the law how to lead in the law. Because the real law was already teaching in the temple. So in other words, those that were writing the law and thought they were following the law did not recognize that the law was in the house. You, you with me? And sometimes we don't recognize that the law is in the house. Too many times we get caught up in other things and we lose sight of why we're here. We're here to receive of the law. Because the law is not only convicts, convicts, the law converts. It is the law that saves, not the law of the letter, but the law of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not going to be long, I'll tell you. Now, we, go, we got to go to Leviticus 20 and 10 and Deuteronomy 22 and 22 to understand why the Pharisees and the scribes did what they did. In Leviticus 20 and 10, it states, And the man that committed adultery with another man's wife, even he that committed adultery with his neighbor's wife, look what the word says, the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. You caught that? The adulterer and the adulteress. In other words, you Pharisees and you scribes, you say you know the law. Why did you just bring this woman and you did not bring the man? So if you want me as the law to judge as the law, you got to bring it all before me so I can handle the whole situation. Don't give me a piece of the problem. Give me the whole problem. And that's what God tells us. He don't want to handle part of your issue. He want to handle all of your issue. And sometimes we go to God and we just give him a little bit of our problem. And God is saying, if I fix that part and don't fix the other part, the whole thing will never be fixed. So when you got an issue with God, bring it all to God and let God handle it. Amen. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 22 and 22 also confirms. It says, if a man be found lying with a woman married to a husband, then they shall both of them die. Both the man that lay with the woman and the woman. So shalt thou put away evil from Israel. So we understand that there's a small problem. But now I want to jump from this text to another text to bring the text together, if you allow me. Let's go to, I thought I wrote it down. Luke, I think it is, 7 and 1. Let me check. Please forgive me.
I lost track. But anyway, I'm going to give you the text and I'm going to let you know. You'll get, it, you'll get it in a minute. The Bible says, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, ye shall be judged. And with measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider it not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. In other words, the moat is a twig or a small piece of wood. But a beam is almost like a whole timber of a tree. So in other words, when I'm looking at my brother and he has a small issue, and I'm focusing on his small issue, my problem is it's not I'm not focusing on my big issue. You see, when we start to focus on others, we lose sight of the issues that we have. And what we want to do is we want to operate in the place of God. And the Bible just said, judge not, lest you be judged. So in other words, it is not my responsibility to judge somebody else. It is God's responsibility. But it is my responsibility to judge myself. Because when I look at the law, it's the law that is going to judge me, not my brother or my sister. My brother or my sister could tell me I'm messing up. But the law is the thing that's going to send me to hell. So in other words, what Jesus was doing is he was dealing with some things before he dealt with that thing. That's the beautiful thing about the Bible. There's always a story in the story. Amen? Because when we read the story about this woman caught in adultery, the majority of time we're thinking about, okay, God has to deal with this issue because this issue was brought before God. But notice what Jesus did. He didn't even mess with that issue. Right? What Jesus did, he stooped on the ground and he just ignored the issue that they brought before. And he rolled on the ground. Then all of a sudden he got up and he was like, okay, what's going on here? You, 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 all you with your, with your whole big beams in your eye, you just brought this moat in front of me. So before I ever deal with this moat, we got to deal with these beams. So Jesus told her, now, oh, hold up. Now, what's going on? You brought her to me. Now, I'm going to deal with you. Huh. I'm going to deal with you. And what he said is, if you ain't got no sin. Any of you out here ain't got no sin? Any of you ain't got no beam? Any of you ain't got no moat? You cast that first stone. And Jesus got back down on the ground. And he started to write on the ground again saying, Hallelujah, I'm a mighty God. Because he knew who he was. He, no, he, he knew who he was. He said, Hallelujah, I'm a mighty God. Because I am... The beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the one that is and was and is to come. I am the one that was before Abraham was. I am. So Jesus begins to write on the ground again, and everybody starts to walk away from the eldest to the younger, and all of them while they're walking away. In my spirit, this is what I feel. 
Because their conscience started to mess with them, what the Bible says. While they were walking away, they were rubbing their eyes. See, I, I, I got this issue with my eyes. Because my eyes are so busy on others that I didn't realize that I too have issues. And when God began to talk to them and to deal with them about casting the stone, as they walked away, they realized, wait a minute. I'm blinded on one side. Because the only side that I see on is the side of the faults of others. But the side that I'm blinded on, I don't see my own faults. Amen? So while they're walking away now, they got to deal with themselves because Jesus didn't have to deal with them no more. So they're all going, they're going, oh, Lord, have mercy. I, I, man, I can't, I can't believe this. I just was trying to set somebody up, and here I am. All messed up. All messed up. I'm all, I'm, I'm, you know, you used to say I have some sayings when I was a little younger. I'm tore up from the flow up. So here we got to remember this now. This, this, the, the, the Bible says this woman, this woman was, was caught in the act of adultery. So there's a good possibility since she's caught in the act of adultery, children cover your ears, there's a possibility this woman who was caught now is in the presence of Jesus, N-A-K-E-D. Now hold on a second. We're trying to have church service. And the Pharisees and the scribes, those who know the law, bringing somebody in a K E D around the temple. Can you imagine how this woman felt? Can you imagine the hurt, the pain, the embarrassment? And everybody that wanted to judge her now. Are gone. Remember what Jesus said to them. Jesus said, if you ain't got no issues, you know, I like to paraphrase this a little bit today. If you ain't got no issues, you throw that first rock. Right? You go ahead on and stone her. Now, we just, remember what I said a little earlier. The law was teaching the law. And those that knew the law just didn't get it. Now, we leave the law and we go to the stone. Who's the chief cornerstone? So the stone now, the stone which was writing on the ground, assumes the role of the stone. And when he assumes the role of the stone, he really has the authority now because he's not only the stone, he's also the law. And because he's the law, he's the stone now that could be thrown to kill this woman. But rather than taking his stone ship to kill, he took his stone ship to rule and say, you know what? I'm going to give you the opportunity now. Instead of me being a stone that smashes and crushes and grinds you, I'm going to give you the opportunity to use me as this chief cornerstone. Oh, so I'm going to give you this opportunity now to see me as I am. 
I want to be righteous. I, I want to love you. You see, the problem is you were caught in adultery trying to love a man that wasn't yours. But you could love me because I'm yours. Woo! Because I love you before you love me. I love you enough to go to the cross and die and shed that precious blood. So the stone gets up. And the stone said. You know I like to paraphrase. If it's okay. Uh, La mama. What's going on here? Uh, when, I, when I bent down just a minute ago, there was a whole crowd of folk out here. Say, where they at? Where, where, where are dying accusers? Where are those that, in their haste, they had to bring you while I was teaching the law, while I was trying to share the word, bring you in my presence to try to mess up the law and to try to mess up the worship service. And try to mess up the things that was going on. Where they at? Where are those dying accusers? Anybody still want to say you're guilty? Oh, Lord. And Stone says, I don't accuse you either. Because I've made a way for you. All you got to do is this now. You done messed up, but you go and sin no more. Amen. So I want you to understand tonight that no matter what your problem is, it's not, there's no such thing as a big sin and a little sin. Sin is sin. So right now, I need to tell you tonight that if you're in sin, God is saying, the stone is saying, go and sin no more. But I want to tell you, though, if you go back and sin again and you find yourself outside of my will, there's a possibility that you might be grinded. There's a possibility that you might not make heaven your home. So what we need to do as a body of believers tonight is stop worrying about what my brother's doing. Stop worrying about what my sister's doing. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. And I need to make my way to a mirror when I leave. And I need to check my eyes. Because if I got something in my eyes, I need to take it out. And when I take it out, I can see more clearly. And when I can see more clearly now, I can see the good in people and not the bad in people. And if you see the good in me and I see the good in you and all we see is good in each other, imagine what the church could do. The church could move in a mighty way. But our problem is we got too much wood in our eye. It's time to take the wood out. And get the cleansing power of the visine of the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Elder. Amen. 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 If I may, the Lord just dropped something in my heart. You know, have you ever had that little speck in your eye? 
Have you really? You just keep messing with it, don't you? And you know, when you have that little speck in your eye, you really can't see clearly in the first place to see what's going on in somebody else's life. Is that right? I mean, maybe I'm the only one that's ever got a speck in my eye. And then the Lord has done something to help us get that out, that beam. As soon as we get something in our eye, he puts something in there to automatically try to wash it out. And so this message was so timely for me and hopefully for you that even though I may not have a physical speck or a beam, there's many times in my walk with God during the day that I would, I would allow myself to begin to cry and repent It's better than Visine. Put your hands together. Love Jesus. Thank you, Elder. Beautiful message tonight.